Section 85 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Debbie R. Baker Robinson. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Alcott. The Jewel Tears. Japanese Folktale. In faraway Japan in ancient days, there lived by the sea a youth named Totaro. One day, as he was about to cross a bridge, he saw a strange creature lying upon it. The creature had a body like a man's, with a black skin, and the head of a dragon. Its eyes glowed like emeralds, and its long green beard swept the bridge. At first, Totaro was afraid, but on looking closer, he saw that the eyes of the creature were filled with tears. "'Who are you?' exclaimed Totaro. I am Samabito, said the monster mournfully. I am a servant of the eight dragon kings who live in the depth of the sea. For a small offense, I have been banished from the dragon palace and may not return. Now I am lonely and without food and shelter. Pity me, good Totaro, and give me a home and something to eat. You certainly are in a sad plight, answered Totaro. Come with me to my home and I will provide for you. So the creature followed his new master to his garden. There Totaro placed him in a clear blue lake on which floated rose-colored lotus flowers, while on its banks grew gay azaleas bending to look at themselves in the water. And there he left Samabito and fed him daily. So for nearly a year the strange creature lived in the clear blue lake. Now one day when Totaro rode forth to enjoy the festival of cherry blossoms, he saw a beautiful maiden sitting beneath the cherry trees. And as the breezes blew the white-pink petals from the boughs, they dropped in showers upon her dark hair and richly embroidered kimono. And as Totaro gazed, he fell in love with the maiden. He inquired who she was and learned that her name was Tamana and that she had many suitors yet none would she wed unless he presented her with a casket containing ten thousand jewels. When Totaro learned this, he was filled with despair, for, though he was wealthy, yet not all his riches were sufficient to purchase ten thousand rare gems. He returned to his home and became so ill that the doctor shook his head and said that nothing could cure him. Now Samabito, in the clear blue lake, heard the servants say that his master was ill and dying. So he crept from the water and hastened to Totaro's chamber. Oh, Samabito, cried Totaro when he saw him enter, who will feed you when I am gone? Alas, alas, my good master, cried Samabito. Then, uttering a wild yell, the creature began to weep great tears of blood, and as the tears fell on the floor, they changed into glowing rubies. When Totaro saw the bright jewels sparkling on the floor, he shouted with delight, and his health came back. He sprang from his couch and began to gather up the rubies. Seeing this, Samabito stopped weeping and asked in astonishment why his master had recovered so suddenly. It is because of your tears, cried Totaro. I was dying of grief since I could not procure ten thousand jewels for the maiden Tamana. Now that your tears have turned to rubies, she will consent to become my bride. Then Totaro counted the jewels, but there were not ten thousand. Not enough, not enough, he cried. Weep, Samabito, weep! What? said Samabito angrily. Do you think I can weep at will? I wept only because you were dying. Now that you are well, it is a time for laughter, not for grief. But unless you weep, replied Totaro, 
I cannot get ten thousand jewels, and the beautiful Tamana will not marry me. What then am I to do? Weep, dear friend, weep! Master, answered Samabito sorrowfully, I cannot cry unless I am sad. Let us therefore return to the bridge where you found me. Perhaps as I sit and gaze toward the dragon palace, and as I think of my lost home, I may weep. So to the bridge by the sea they went, and Samabito sat and gazed into the green water, and as he did so his eyes filled with great tears of blood. As the teardrops fell on the bridge, they changed into glowing rubies. Shouting with delight, Totaro gathered up the jewels, and found that he now had many more than ten thousand. At that same moment sweet strains of music came from the sea, and from the waves arose a rainbow mist that shaped itself into a wonderful palace. And when Samabito saw this, he gave a cry of joy. Farewell, my master, he exclaimed. The dragon kings are calling. Then, plunging from the bridge, the strange creature disappeared forever beneath the ocean foam. Totaro hastened to place his jewels in a magnificent casket and present them to Tomana. Soon afterward, their marriage feast was celebrated with great joy. End of section 85 Recording by Debbie R. Baker Robinson